Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 340. This is Russ, and it's a two for tonight. Not a, not two episodes, but two hosts. I have Aaron North. Hey there. Hey. Dr. Current may join in. You never know. We'll see about the old chubs. We'll see, and, and Mr. Sheldon may may come in as well. Who knows? It'll be a surprise. Um, so before we get started, a little bit of news that came out about the anthology show. Um, it looks like Samantha Morton is going to be back as Alpha. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean... I mean, I guess that gives us a, an idea of what this anthology is going to be, as opposed to you know something that's set forward. It can be all over the place, which is not yeah. the worst idea. And you know, granted, we also really like the whole whisper stuff for the most part, so I can't say I'm against this. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to to see. I wonder if they'll do any episodes with anybody we know, like pre outbreak. Mm. Like if it just all takes place in the in the quote old world, I mean that'd be fun as far as getting things like you know like Michael Cudlitz seems to love hanging around the set. Like if he came back as Abraham with Eugenia Rosita for like earlier episodes, that you know that opens the door for that kind of conversation. Yeah, yeah, which I think is fun. I think that's sure that's worth exploring if it's again these with these anthology episodes like that. It makes sense. It's like I, I'm not against this. I agree. Um, and then there's just been a bunch of, I guess... You think, uh, <laughs> you think they'll go, like, really far back, like, before... Like, just have an episode that's, like, before the zombies even happened? It's just like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, yeah, just, like, like, it's just like Michonne, like, preparing legal briefs and having, like, regular yes. drama, <laughs> like, one night. <laughs> it's turned into an episode of Law & Order. It's Yumiko versus Michonne. They don't even know each other. That like, would be funny. And they're in a, they're in a, they're in a courtroom. That would be hilarious. That would be really funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's just an episode of Law and Order, except characters that end up in a zombie apocalypse. There's like a West Wing style episode about the Miltons. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's the whole episode. It's just a walk and talk for twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they they decide to do genre uh, episodes within the Walking Dead uh, universe. Um, yeah, that would be that'd be that'd be kind of funny as a one-off. Um, a lot of stuff out on the web about kind of the last day of, of shooting. Like they've officially finished. I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but um, they've they've officially finished um, shooting all the episodes of the eleventh season of the main show. So the main show is done, and there's been a lot of just you know, um, you know, cast photos and you know, people crying and stuff. Um, Given that it's it's done, I guess um, Norman Reedus kind of had like a big heartwarming speech um, to kind of send everything off. So a lot of that stuff's kind of making the rounds. Not you know not super newsworthy. Just uh, just that it's it's over, folks. Twelve twelve years, eleven seasons, crazy. Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> running out of episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but at least we have the, the many other shows coming along to keep this train going. Yes. We have Fear, we have uh we have the the anthology show, we've got the uh uh the Negan and Maggie thing, the Daryl and Carol road show or whatever that ends up being. Um yeah. So even though the main show is ending, there's a lot there's 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 still a ton coming. Um, there's there's not going to be a lack of content, it doesn't seem, that's for sure. And then movies at some point, allegedly, 
so I hear. Yeah, they 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 you know they're in the they're in the in the works. <laughs> those uh those movies, man. The scripts must be airtight. That's all I'm hearing. That that yeah, that's a thing where if those scripts aren't airtight, then <laughs> uh, then somebody really screwed up because. How can you have that long to work on something? And it just be like the lack of any announcement on it, and the idea that it's still going to go to theaters in the age we're in right now, where like movies with giant movie stars are constantly being shifted to streaming networks. But they're like, yeah, no, the Walking yeah. Dead movies, they're going to theaters. <laughs> like, that's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I can't. I just can't imagine this anymore. Like, the, like yeah. they haven't said anything, I, but it's like. It, these are what universal movies, right? It's like these are going to Peacock or AMC Plus. There's there's no chance right now that I'm the, like yeah. There's no to chance they go to theater. There's no way. A and I give it fifty fifty on whether they even get whether one of them gets made. I give it maybe twenty percent chance that. Uh, that's being generous. I give it ten percent chance that we get more than one. More than one, sure. That's that's the big gamble right there. I like. I have to think Andrew Lincoln has enough invested in this, or it's like they're definitely going to make a movie. Like, <laughs> I, I can't think that they're not going to do that at this point. Like, especially given the story. Like, that means they'd have to wrap up every storyline that they've been trying to do within these various television shows, which I don't think they're going to do. And like the end of this series it would have to be like a a movie or a, a, a premiere TV event, you know, a two hour block on AMC or something. Like it has to be some, like some kind of thing that they want to accomplish with this. Yeah. Beyond just I mean, like it, a I, special extended episode of the walking dead. Yeah. I mean, I will, I will say this. I think it would be a good way if they want to goose the AMC plus numbers, that would be a good way to goose the AMC plus numbers. Mm hmm. To announce that as an AMC Plus exclusive. Or again, Peacock. If it's supposed to be a universal thing, that would be the yeah. way to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I get through my internet provider. I get free Peacock mm-hmm. premium tier thing that I never watch. Um, yeah, so that's what's going on on the news front. Um so I guess we'll get into it. Season eleven, episode fifteen. Trust. One more, one more to go. For those of you living the plus life, you may already know how this uh, this this second of of third of the season ends. But uh, we'll get to that next week. I might watch it later just to be like, just to get it out of the way. It's, like, uh, yeah, no, it's right I, there. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think. If nothing else, try just try and get ahead of it and get my notes together so that way I. I'm not waiting till the last minute, but um, I'm <clears throat> exceedingly getting old man brain, so I got to be careful because then I'll take a bunch of notes that have no that I think at the time make sense, and then I'll read them prepping for the show and being like, I have no idea what the hell I was talking <laughs> about when I wrote this note down. Um, it, it, at least when I do it this way, I'm, I'm fairly recent with with my note taking. So anyway, um, all right. So this episode starts uh, pretty soon after the last episode ended and it's funny because where it directly starts i thought this was literally kind of picking up you know where the last one ended where we see this shot of carlson again the 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 roof thing is paying off even more aaron Mm -hmm. because we see carlson on the ground uh you know very much worse for the wear than we even saw him uh the previous week um that was a pretty gnarly gnarly shot I um the, the the giving me that like overhead shot is like okay I really feel like I jumped ahead as far as the results of all of this <laughs> and I'm very happy that the show like I guess called me out on it by like continually revisiting this very specific place in the in the in the span of the season right now that's it good work <laughs> like it looks great yeah it, it like the the half-eaten, fa- you know, I like seeing one of those, which is weird because as good as that looks, this rooftop scene looks terrible. Like, did the rooftop look as green screeny before in the previous episodes? I don't think no, so. No, no, that, that's a good call. Yeah, because I did notice it looked very... Like, it looks like it was a pickup or something, because like, yeah, before yeah. it looked like they are just on a rooftop. <laughs> especially the the direction on Lance. Like, I didn't notice it as much with... Yeah. um. Aaron Gabe. With Gabe and Aaron, but uh-huh. when they when they flashed over to 
to uh, Lance, it was very noticeable that it looked it looked green screen. Yeah, because at least they're just like by nothing, where he has like the other parts of the rooftop and the sky around him, and it's like, yeah, oh, this looks this doesn't not look good. <laughs> like it just feels like they had to like reshoot a scene or something, and because of circumstances, this is the result. Yeah, or maybe they could never get him over to that part where they shot that. I guess and maybe maybe and maybe and there's just... like wide shot. I got the 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 images from the episode, there's wide shots of the, all three of them standing together, like, on this thing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, maybe it's pickups or something, or maybe something, yeah. Anyway, I, I noticed that as well. Um, so, Daryl and the soldiers, they, you know, again, obviously they showed up with Lance, but they're there to investigate what's going on. Um, and then, <laughs> so we cut back, as we said, up to the roof, and Lance is questioning Aaron and Gabriel, and I like the fact that they're just like two—they're just like two kids that got caught, you know, where they're obviously lying, but they double down on the lie, because um, Lance knows that they're full of crap. Mm-hmm. But they're like, okay, so wait a minute, what you're saying is that another group came in, killed all my men, and then yet they spared you, and they killed everybody else, and spared you, and then took off, and they're both like. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> Lance spends this whole episode being like right on top of everybody, as far as yes. like, there's no point where he is unsure of what's happened here. But he has to spend the whole episode trying to suss out the actual answers because he can't seem to like get the right proof that he needs. So it's like I, I like this episode a lot because it's very focused on Lance. Like he's the yes. like we get other storylines, but he's the central character in this episode. And I, I like that he has to keep dealing with a lot of BS. Regardless of if he's in the right or not, uh as far as I don't know, morally where we're supposed to be thinking of all these people. He's right. constantly like the guy that gets what's happening here and nobody wants to give him the right answers. Yep. Yeah, he's he's just surrounded by nonstop bullcrap. I mean, he's getting it from, you know, he because even Daryl's in on it, right? Because Daryl's Daryl's pretty astute and he knows like he knows what's up. So he knows to go along with it. And just like the Maggie thing, you know, which we'll get to later, like he's he's definitely tuned in to what's really going on. And he's kind of doing his best to kind of cover over because while Aaron and Gabriel are talking and he's like, you know, I, you know, I know them. They, you know, if they say that that's what happened, that's what happened. And Lance is like, oh, okay. And then I love Lance is like that whole passive aggressive thing. He's like, hey, I'm not trying to stir up any trouble here. I'm just trying to make sure I can, you know, speak to this when I get back home and everybody questions me. It was just kind of like he plays it off very well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just he's he's the the epitome of a character you love to hate. You know that that kind of trope, but. Um, but yeah, I, I like what, what's going on with, with Lance. Um, but yeah, he totally, he totally thinks that they're full of crap. And like I said, it's just like Gabe and Aaron are just playing the, you know, two little boys that got, you know, busted for doing something bad in school and they're just, they're just sticking with it. Um, we come back to, uh, the Commonwealth and Mercer and Princess are getting it on. Yeah, they are. They're, uh. <laughs> They're, yeah, they're fully they're fully in on this whole relationship thing, um, which is which is pretty cool. And and then, you know, of course, Mercer's, you know, dealing with his own stuff and kind of he's just sitting there in bed in the dark. Like, here's a a minor pet peeve of this episode about Mercer. Mercer is a very dark brother. I I, I, (laughs) I, I like him quite a bit. I like seeing on the show. I wish the show liked seeing him on the show. Also, there is no light. There is no yeah. like proper framing of this man to compensate for the fact that he is a very black man. And it's constantly I, getting to me where I'm like, there are yeah. other shows that know how to light people like him. And this show is like really going out of its way to put him in dark hallways and dark bedrooms and just make it like impossible for me to like get a clear look at this guy. And with the exception of one scene where he's working out. And it's like, that's the scene where it's like, oh man, let's show him all off, off all we can. But but even that was not well lit. Oh yeah, even that like, was like it was heavily it's heavily saturated. Like it's the, yeah, it's the show's style. Like it's like it's right pseudo sixteen millimeter grainy look that it's going for. But I mean right. at the same time, there are ways where they it's not like they haven't played around with this before as far as giving a proper look at certain things. It's like man, Mercer is he's such a specific kind of person where it's like yes, okay, show we need to like rebalance the scales a little bit here. Yeah, some some sometimes you gotta you know. I, I get what you're going for artistically, but you know, mm-hmm. 
you need to you need to do right by your by your actors. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I to me, I noticed it. Like to me, it stood out more in the when he was working out in the gym, just because I was like, this is a specimen of a man. <laughs> like <laughs> we we should be seeing him <laughs> in his well-defined glory because this man is cut like a rock. Um, but I thought I. I Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, so then we cut over to Eugene and Rosita, where they call in Connie, um, and they're they're kind of so Rosita's. We kind of alluded to it last time, where you know this whole thing you know bothered her with how how everything went down last time, um, but uh, she they they spill the beans. They tell Connie and and um, um, Tracy you know, what happened with Sebastian and that, you know, he's, he's done, you know, the, done this before. And there's all these people that have, you know, disappeared going after this cash and, you know, again, kind of feeding into the whole corruption angle. And then they pulled out Connie's list of people. Um, and I guess that la- the lady, her name was on it. Um, but that list had, what, what did she say? That the list had more people than, cause, cause what was it? Um, Eugene and Rosita said there were about 30 people total that got um, that they sent out to go to the to the farmhouse to go get the cash. And Connie said there's way more people on her on that list than than that. Well, it was a big old list that you had there. Right. (laughs) Right. But but the fact that one of the people on there, you know, that that they sent out there was on the list, it kind of gets to where they're. It seems to me that there's a list of like quote unquote subversives that they're tracking and that mm-hmm. these people are, you know, being treated as disposable or, you know, forced into these activities that it's not just like, oh, hey, this poor person's down on their luck or they, they're criminal, they're, they're tr- actual criminals or done, or done something wrong and that's who they're sending out to do this. Um, uh, <clears throat> then we cut over to Carol, who's, playing uh happy happy homemaker and she's walking judith and rj to school um so you must have been happy that we we just you know got very you know, judith judith off to school and then that's that's all we see of judith this episode it was judith and um what's his name rj rj yeah uh-huh and it was like oh he's walking to school in the rain that's nice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. um Ezekiel comes up to her and he's super excited. Like, he comes he's wait, back to his old self. He comes up to RJ first, right? He's like, ah, yes. young squire or whatever he says. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. It's all exuberant. Yeah. It's, it was like, oh, good. Good for him. He's back on his feet. <laughs> yeah. It's like back to old, to back to the old king. Um, but he even I says, wish, that, you know, he, I'm sorry. I wish Jerry was no. behind him going, huzzah. <laughs> I know. I was just going to say, I was like, where's Jerry? Like he pops out. Like a man as a man as big as Jerry somehow pops up behind his eagle as if you couldn't see him <laughs> and he appears out of nowhere. Huzzah! Cartoon style. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that would have been funny. Um, but even Carol mentions the fact that you know, hey, he's back to his old style, and and Ezekiel's like, well, you get the tumor the size of a grapefruit taken off your neck, and <laughs> it uh, it does wonders for your disposition. Um, and he even says like, Hey, he's, you know, he's getting there, but he still has, you know, some, some things, you know, he's still on the mend and he's, he's getting there. Um, and he, I guess he wants, he wanted to get something to eat with her or go hang out with her or whatever. And she's like, no, I, I can't, I have my other job. Um, and then Ezekiel kind of, this is where he kind of clues in and is like, you know, I was afraid that, you know, that you had something going on other than, you know, other than what you were doing that, uh. He's a little worried about her, you know, thinking that. I mean, obviously, he knows he worked his way up the list. He knew it was Carol that did it. Carol's talking about this other job. So he's obviously worried about her and what she's getting herself into because it's probably nothing good. So, But it was good to see those two kind of back. Yeah, the mending was happening, and that was, you know, that was nice to see. Yes. And, I mean, I still think Carol was right. It's like, hey, I love you, man. Like, I yeah. I care about you. If I have an yeah. angle to play in this, you know, crazy society that we have to kind of go by as far as how things go, not just in comic books, but in general, it's like, yeah, I'm going to do the thing for the people I care about the most. Like, I'm sorry. Sorry if that's going to make you feel guilty, but here we are. Yeah. So you cut back you, to... You get to be alive. <laughs> like, yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, sorry for for keeping you from being dead. Um, 
so we come back to Lance uh, after they they leave the uh, the apartment complex. A bunch of <laughs> this is the funniest thing where they're just walking down the road and there's like a like school of walkers just crossing <laughs> like crossing the road in like single file. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It just something about that visual just kind of caught me uh, caught me funny. It was just almost like a like they're you know caught at an intersection. There's traffic coming the other direction that they have to stop for. I don't know. It's just it, it seemed odd. Um, but Lance wants to conserve ammo. So he tells Daryl and Aaron and Gabriel to go handle it. He's like, oh, you guys are pretty capable. You you should go handle it. And the three of them go up and take out those walkers like nothing. You know, r- right off we get Aaron with the spike hand uh, demolishing. I don't know. There's something satisfying about the as gross as it sounds. There's something satisfying about when Aaron picks up his spike hand and just like punches a walker in the face, and the face just explodes. Yeah, the show really wants to make a meal out of these scenes. It cuts it in slow motion. It adds extra gore. Like it yeah. seems like if we can't afford the green screen budget because we're busy working on Aaron's arm actions all the time. Yeah, I guess if I had to choose, I think I, I would make that choice as well. Um, but yeah, the the, the three of them take take them out very easily, and obviously Lance did this on purpose because. Again, he doesn't buy Aaron and Gabriel's story that they're just two hapless people that would have cowered in a corner and, you know, just kind of played the whole like, you know, please don't hurt us. And 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 they were able to get away. These guys know how to fight and they do not back down and they are fearless and unafraid. And the fact that somebody else wouldn't clue in on that and let them go like again, it Lance, it, it. it raises the BS. I mean, Lance is sitting there with the biggest shit-eating grin mm-hmm. when this is all happening after the fact. Like he's like, "Okay, this further proves that they are full of it." I mean, <laughs> Lance is just ahead of the game. Like, uh, yes, <laughs> he, the regardless of what he has or hasn't seen, there's nothing that's stopping Lance from <laughs> from just like knowing what's up and waiting for somebody to like spill the beans and seeing the various ways he's trying to figure this out. I, it's fun. Like it, it, it's a, it provides a neat angle to an episode like this as the tensions get, cause it's a pretty tense episode for all the like fun that I'm having with this Lance stuff. Like it, it knows how to build the suspense as needed. All right. So back at, at the hilltop <laughs> at first, they make a point of showing like the soldier, one of the one of the Commonwealth soldiers that has like the the full get up on. Was that just Daryl? When they close up the face, because at first they made it seem like, oh, maybe there's some mysterious person that is infiltrated them as a soldier that hasn't revealed himself. Like I thought maybe it was like Negan or maybe one of that crew that that snuck in. Um. And then when they show up, when they actually show up at the gates and, and Daryl was in the back and moves forward and then takes all the stuff off, I'm like, oh, okay, that, that, uh, that, I think that was just Daryl. They, it, it was just a weird, it was a weird shot. I mean, I knew what they were doing because it was just a call. It was just giving us the, you know, the context of the preview scene that we got, like the flash forward that we got at the beginning of the half season. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, like I, I was at that point, I was ahead of the game as far as like, okay, so now we're going to see the scene that's what was teased like at the beginning. Yeah, I guess it just threw me off a little bit because, like I said, it was they, they just focus on just that part of it and just the face. Like it wasn't like I don't, I don't know. It was just a, and they made a point of the whole time. <clears throat> I guess maybe that's why they did it because they're, because at the beginning of the episode, Dick Daryl was in his civvies the whole like the whole the whole time. Like he. He didn't have his, I guess at first he did have his armor, but not his helmet and stuff on. And then a little later then he didn't have anything on. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I mean, obviously when you have Norman Reedus, you're not going to cover him from head to toe and, um, and not, not show his face, but, um, all right. So then back the, the, the idea of this, by the way, it's like, it's so inconsistent with Daryl as far as his armor's concerns yes. it's like at some points he's full armor sometimes he has no helmet on sometimes he just walk around in his black t-shirt yep <laughs> let alone i didn't bring i didn't think of this art the um the, the idea that lance is leading up this squad and like mercer was somehow not invited to this like that's like it's a yeah it's a real convenience of the episode here to give him his own subplot yeah especially since this is like a big old manhunt it's a big old manhunt being commanded by presumably the best of the squad. <laughs> yes. Like, like, Mercer's not invited to this. Yes. 
<clears throat> unless it just gets back to Lance not not trusting Mercer or, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, given that he's in on everything, it would seem it's like it's just it's it's more, it feels like it's more for we need him to be in this part of the story this week as opposed right. to <laughs> we, have a, we have a reason why Mercer's not here. And to be fair, it is quite a long way from home, right? I mean, you know, the hilltop is is a long way home from from the Commonwealth. I mean, I mean, hell if I know at this point, everybody's just there all of a sudden. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it, was like, it was two states away three weeks ago. Like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I get as far as like divide and conquer or whatever you want to call it. As far as like yeah, have our head of security making sure security's fine back at you know our base of operations while right. I investigate this thing. Uh, especially since it's like, yeah, I get that the, I, the internal logic of the show suggests, yes, Lance had, you know, put out this button man <laughs> to secretly assassinate an apartment building. So sure. Okay. He's probably not going to want to involve everybody he can in that mission at the same time. It's like, yeah, there's this, this decision to launch a bunch of troops at the hilltop. Probably want to have Mercer involved in some way. With that. Yeah. You would think, especially given, you know, <clears throat> given the whole, the, gun you know what's missing and everything yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> like at the by the end of this episode these guys got lucky that's it <laughs> yes like that's that's the only reason they're alive they got lucky yes um back at at the commonwealth speaking of which um it, it's clear that again we kind of alluded to it in the earlier episodes but tommy has a bit of a drinking problem um he's not handling the stress of being back as a surgeon in the mix of things with this responsibility, he's not handling this very well, obviously. Um, and Ezekiel comes in and yeah, he, he looks pretty worse for wear when he's, when you just see that him staring at a bottle in his yes. dark room. <laughs> like, yes. what? This is like for all this stuff that we didn't get with Tommy, since we never got, you know, we just jumped to the part where he's a doctor again. It's like, well, I mean, I guess we're getting the implication here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen him twice, and both times he's been pretty sauced up. Um, he was very happy at the, at the as a baker. Yes, he was. <laughs> Comparison. Yes. Um, and just looked better. I mean, we commented on that too. I mean, he he looks like shit. I mean, like every time we see him, he looks like he just woke up out of bed um, after an all night bender. Um, whereas when we saw him as the baker, like he looked tip top. So, you know, obviously. That, that's purposeful. Um, but Ezekiel comes to him and wants him to do an appendectomy. And the lady that um, needs it doesn't want to go like go into debt, get on the list, all this other kind of stuff. And it's it's clear, it, it becomes a little more overt later, but it's clear that Ezekiel is trying to make up for the fact that he jumped the line. Like he has, I mean, again, Ezekiel's a pretty on the level, <clears throat> pretty upstanding person. And so him feeling like somebody pulled strings to get him up the list, potentially at the detriment of others is not, is not sitting real well with him. Which um, makes sense. Yeah, sure. Sure. Survivors, did guilt, you, all that kind of stuff. Did you believe that he had, there was actually an app, uh, someone that needed an appendectomy? I did until they took him to the zoo. And then I thought, okay, he wants him to work on an animal. But then I was like, how would you know an animal a, do animals have appendix appendices? And yeah, it depends on the animal. I mean, like, you know, cows have seven I, stomachs or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I was like, and B, how would you know that an animal would need an appendectomy? Like, I, then I was a little confused, and then it was clear. <laughs> Jerry's also Dr. Doolittle. He talks to the animals. <laughs> yes. He walks with the animals. He, he, he walks and sings and talks with the animals. Uh, but so, no, at I, first I thought it was legit. Like, I, I, I did think it was legit. I I was suspicious from jump because it's like I guess he just maybe he just wants supplies and he's trying to get supplies and mm. it's like but then I was like oh maybe there is an appendectomy and then I get to the thing it's like oh yeah there's just an appendectomy <laughs> like this is what they need yeah right I I didn't know where this was going exactly I didn't think it was going to like I have a secret medical base <laughs> set up yeah, under, no, the, I didn't think under so the noses of everybody at the Commonwealth somehow no, <laughs> no and that's why when he said oh I've got a sterile facility I've got all that stuff already I was like where the hell's he got this set up like. It just, yeah, it was. Yeah, that that's what kept me suspicious. Is like, it just seems like he needs stuff. <laughs> that's like yeah. one, or he's, or or not even like an operate. He just wants to like get him cornered or something to like talk to him about something. Like I wasn't exactly sure, but yeah, which is weird because it's like, well, he's in his office. You can just talk to him there. But I don't know. Yeah. But so. 
And then Tommy kind of pushes back on him at first. He's like, look, do you know what's going like? We are risking a lot here. Not just your, not just rightfully. Your- these are rightful sure. concerns. Like for one thing, I don't necessarily want to operate on people <laughs> that are not inside of a building that's meant for this, let alone, right. I don't want to get caught operating on somebody outside of a building that's meant for this. Yeah. And obviously if they have a list and people have to get in line and there's all this other kind of stuff, obviously, you know, Doc on the side uh, is obviously not going to, you know, getting caught with that is is going to have its uh, repercussions as well because you're essentially letting people n- not follow the the established process, mm-hmm. which in, in the Commonwealth we know is is kind of one of their things is you know they they have their rules they have their order and um and and they're very they're very strict about that, <clears throat> but he he ag- agrees to do it. Um, so then we cut back to Eugene who goes to Max and um, wants her to steal some paperwork, some, some, uh, some more. Real, real quick. The, the, the approach Eugene has is I'll hide behind this plant yes. standing here. <laughs> it's such a Eugene move where he's like, I guess it's just cause he's like awkward and he's yes. like, I don't know what, how things are going with me and Max right now. So but the idea that he's like standing in what the lobby or whatever, and he's just holding a plant in front of his face to like, to kind of shield himself yes. before anything happens. That was that, that amused me. Um, but yeah, he goes to, he goes to her and wants her to steal some paperwork and, you know, get Mercer involved and, um, you know, tells her, you know, that this, this bad stuff is, is going on and wants her to help him do something about it. Um, and Max is, you know, worried about getting caught or whatever. And then it's funny cause then the janitor guy walks in and she's mm-hmm. like, Oh, thank you very much for that delivery. Hands him some cash and, and, and walks out. Um, Definitely hard not to call her Stephanie, by the way. Like, so yes. So I like wrote it down on my notes. Both of it's like, ah, this is another name. It, it's funny too, because like, uh, I watch I, I watch AMC Plus through uh, through a, as an Amazon add-on channel, and so when I'm watching it, and I usually you know like during my lunch break I'll watch it and, and take my notes, so I do it at sitting at the computer. So when the X-ray thing comes up, the X-ray still has her character named Stephanie. Like it 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 hasn't changed it to uh, to Max, which is kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so obviously Eugene is trying to get her on his side. Um, so we cut back to Lance who um, they're back at the, at, at the hilltop and he wa- he talks to, he wants Maggie to let them in so they can come search the place because he talks about his men being killed and the stolen guns. And oh, I jumped ahead. This is the scene where it's the, the, um, yeah, yeah. Recreation um, of the thing. Yeah. And Maggie's like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not letting, letting you in. And then this is when Daryl comes up, takes his, his uh, helmet off and stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, he, you know, this is the whole, well, it doesn't have to be that way. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it does. And he's like, you know, I don't trust him. And he's like, well, I don't want you to trust him. I want you to trust me, you know, trust me. Yeah. Um, so obviously we got the context around that flash forward scene. It wasn't merely as it wasn't an invasion of of the the takeover of the hilltop. Like nor was it a betrayal by from Daryl, right? Maggie, which none of us suspected to begin with. But yeah, right. It's not that. That's not what it is. It, it, the other thing that's funny again, talking about the uniform and and who has what and everything else. Like Daryl has the the helmet and the you know the the armor on, but he has no neck guard. Everyone has a neck guard. Daryl has no neck guard. Which again, just I, I guess it's a way to kind of keep him. Yeah, I, the, the the molds on these things they yeah. only have so much they can accomplish. I, I guess I, I guess it's like when you watch the police procedurals or when you watch movie where like a SWAT team comes in and like the two main characters, everyone else is completely armored up, you know, bulletproof vests, you know, armor, shields, you know, helmets, the whole nine yards, and the two main characters are leading the charge with like jackets that say FBI, maybe, maybe a bulletproof vest, no helmets, no nothing. And they just, you know, charge right in. And it always is just like, okay, obviously we, you're doing this because we want us to know who, you know, who our, our actors are as opposed to just some, you know, nameless grunt, but I always get a kick out of that. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, so Maggie agrees at at that point, Daryl's able to talk her into it. Maggie agrees to, to let them in and let them go, you know, search and, and find, uh, find everything else. I, I mean, they don't find anything. Spoilers. Sorry, Jerry, they don't find anything. Yeah. So that's what they, it's like, 
Maggie's got to work on her poker face. Like, yes. if they like, they fully know that the people of Hilltop clearly aren't in like, or sorry, that the apartment people aren't. There aren't. They're not in a spot in Hilltop where they need to worry about being discovered. Right. Like, so she needs to get her game face on as far as like, no, they're not here. <laughs> like, not not stand there worried every ten seconds as if he's going to find something. If she fully well knows that, and was smart enough to be like. Yeah, they're obviously going to come to Hilltop, so we can't just hide them in Hilltop. We got to like find a better location for them. Yeah, he's not stand there like worried every ten seconds, like this whole truck scene, which is intense. But it's like, if you know the truck's not going to work, like don't stand there thinking, like acting like it might work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah especially knowing that Lance is pretty intuitive. Yeah, like this isn't <laughs> just some hillbilly, you know, that's rolling up, right? Like this guy's, this guy's pretty. He can read people, and he can read people pretty well. Well, it's like, because she's, like, all of them are smart enough to know how each other operates to some degree. Yeah. And at the same time, they took those people out of the apartment building. They're aware that they're going to come looking for those people, and they're aware that Hilltop's going to be the place they look. Right. She, she doesn't, she shouldn't have to be concerned if she's smart enough to know that we're not going to be stupid enough to hide them, like, under a mat or something in the Hilltop. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she lets, she decides to let him in, um, back at the Commonwealth Mac, uh, Max goes to talk to her brother. Uh, here we go. And the, yeah, this is, this is the, the, the tense workout scene. Um, and this is, this is like, I, I, I know you already commented on how it's shot, but this is such a like, Hey, how about, how about that Mercer guys? <laughs> yes, very much. <laughs> isn't he, isn't he something? <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> look at, look at how big he is. Look, how fair. look at this sweatiness. Like, Something for the ladies. I'm not, I'm not complaining about no, this. No, no, no. Like, no, no. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, like, it, it's not hiding what it's trying no, to do. Not, a, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Max Max goes to her brother to, to talk to him about Sebastian. And Mercer's like, look, this place isn't perfect, but it's a, as good as we're going to get. And, you know, Mercer's just kind of like, you know, look, we got to kind of play the game. You know, we know how it works. And he's, he's also has a bit of a God complex. Like in his conversation with Max, he's like, well, no, this place is run. You know, I have to, to be, this is the role I have to take because I have to keep everybody safe and I have to do this. And if I'm not here to do it, then, you know, nobody else is capable of it. it very, is very that, much like a God it, complex. Is it a God complex or just like a, like a, a burden he feels is, is personally his. Or is that this, the same like because I, I don't think he god complex implied that he like enjoys this i don't think he enjoys this true true but uh, uh, fair fair maybe a little too self-important like yeah that, that yeah I, I could yeah i could see that yeah i mean granted he's being dressed up as by kids at costumes and like there's a poster behind him that <laughs> yes. literally says we want you i mean it's like they've they've yes. they, like the miltons have certainly they've they've done the publicity necessary to prop him up in a certain status point that yeah. he's he certainly i think he's conflict he feels conflicted about uh he does make yes. one good point though or he makes i mean it's a good conversation I like it is scene. it is very good um, but he makes a good point where he tells max like well so what if i did say something about sebastian what do you think's gonna happen i'd probably just get disappeared right yeah like and it's like he's not wrong thank <laughs> you no no not at all yeah and then it's worse right because then there's nobody that has whoever they're going to replace Mercer with is going to be somebody probably with no conscience, no, Mm -hmm. you know, fully on board with what the, with what, you know, they're they're with the Miltons are trying to do. And, you know, and he's, you know, dead or whatever, because one out of that, as he says, like 50,000 people was an asshole. Right. Right. And to his point, I think, I think he does feel like that because of his evolving status and everything else, he does have an opportunity to, possibly change things or to yeah, do to, more work from within. Y- yeah. Yeah. Um, Grant, like that, you know, and this is a TV show. So obviously things are going to have big changes as opposed to little changes right. in the amount of time we have left. But I, I entirely see his point. It's yes. not, it's not as if like he thinks she's wrong. It's just more of like, and <laughs> like, yeah, what can I it's do? like, you can't go in like a bulldozer. Like, you, yeah. yes, you're not wrong. These things need to have changed. This needs to happen. These things need to come out, but you can't go in like a bulldozer and expect it, you know, to, to be able to, you know, people to go, Oh, you're absolutely right. And then it's all going to change. It's more like you kind of got to pick away at it a little bit at a time, you know, that over time, these things will, you know, kind of 
karma. People get their comeuppance, whatever you want. You know, you know what comes around goes around. That that kind of a concept. That at some point, if you're if you're doing wrong to to this degree, at some point it's going to come back on you. And at that point, you're going to have everyone, you know, more the majority on your side as opposed to now where, you know. Not nobody really knows what's going on. There are some people that know what's really going on, but a lot of people don't. All they know is I'm safe. I have a job. I have, you know, I have, you know, modern, you know, close to what I had as far as modern comforts go. And I'm not out there, you know, worried that if I go to sleep in the woods, I'm either going to get eaten by a walker or, you know, God knows what from you know, random bands of of idiots rolling up so and this is what lance is very aware of as well he yeah. like he's smart enough to know like <laughs> you know people know what they have and i know how to procure that for them and and that's why he's also doing this stuff right he's eliminating yep. chances to ruin that for mainly himself but for everybody else as well yeah So then we cut over to Ezekiel and Tommy, who are the two, the world's worst uh, <laughs> criminals, because they load up all these supplies. They immediately leave. <laughs> Tommy walks around the corner and just like flat bumps into one of the soldiers and drops all the supplies and stuff. Um, and at first, it wasn't clear to me that they got like busted. I just, I almost thought at first it was just like they were more afraid of getting caught than like, it's almost like they bumped in the soldier and the soldier was just like, Oh, you here, let me get this bag for you and then carry on kind of thing. But it, yeah, I can see if they sh- they'd have to show that scene in full if they wanted to do that though, yeah. right? Like if there's if you do a smash cut to nothing, it's like, oh yeah, game's up. Yeah. <laughs> and as we'll as we'll see momentarily that was not the case. Yeah. Um so back at uh, Hilltop, Lance finds the truck. Um and again, he's continuing his passive aggressive approach with everything. He's like, "Oh, this is a yeah, this is a. We, we found we found tire tracks outside the apartment. Yeah, and, uh, and he points to the truck with mud tires, mud, muddy tires, and yeah, fenders and everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's like this is a great truck. Boy, there's not much gas left. You know, nowadays trying to keep one of these things running must be really tough. And you know, oh, you know, for for something that's been sitting here not running, this engine sure is is clean and in great sh- in great shape. Oh, this is why it's not running. This I'm from a family of gearheads, yeah, yeah. the Hornsby's. <laughs> yes, yes. This this random wire that I just happened to zone in on is not connected, which is what's. And then he, of course, he gets in the truck, goes to turn the key, and again, this is what you were saying, Aaron, where Maggie has this look of like, oh shit, on her. Oh no, face. it's going to turn on, <laughs> right? And of course, Lance gets the keys, turns turns it over. Nothing happens. Nothing. Not even not even a hint of of anything you know happening. This this thing is dead, dead. Um, it just like if you have like little beats where Maggie says to like Elijah when they're first coming in, or something, like make sure the truck can't start or something. Right. And then, but she does, but she doesn't know if the, he did that or not. Like that helps build the tension more in my eyes. As far as like, right. it's it, as it stands, it's like. Well, like in this situation, she clearly knows more than Lance does. Yet she's still like wearing it right on her face. <laughs> that like, oh, I'm so guilty. He's gonna catch me. Oh, he's gonna catch me. And it's like the tr- not only does it like not like rev up properly, doesn't even like make a sound. No, it doesn't. It doesn't like, turn it's over completely at all. dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody took the battery out of the truck. Yeah. Um, I did like Lance's frustration face though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was good. Yes, because he was he was expecting it to even attempt to turn over like even if i think if for in lance's mind it's like okay even if this thing doesn't like fully start if it if it almost starts or feels like it's gonna start like you know there, if there's a chance it's gonna start um so yeah when this thing does nothing and is just straight up dead then yeah he's just like uh and then maggie turn comes around and tells him like you have until sun sundown and then you need to get the hell out of here like you're done like you're you know no no more um and then walks off. So you come back to the Commonwealth. Um, and this is, again, so Ezekiel and Tommy are are sitting at a table. They've both been handcuffed and they're waiting for uh, the worst to happen. And, of course, Carol comes in to save the day. And uh, she's like, oh, I've, I've, you know, don't worry. I've, I've taken, I, I took care of it. Like, it's not, it's not going to be a problem. She tells the soldier to go away. So clearly Carol's status um is is very elevated like if she yeah, can she's, she's she's getting to the executive washroom yes, she's taking yes. the private elevators she's getting what she wants right now yes so. um 
so yeah, so Ezekiel's like, okay, come on, let's let's let, let's let's deal with this because this, you know, obviously if the appendicitis, the, it's it's a problem that we need to get to it. So he takes him through the the zoo, and at the back of the zoo, it's like this big tarp over there, and it's like veterinary clinic. And of course, they pull the tarp away, um, and there's. I don't know, a dozen, 15 people in a, like yeah. a waiting room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's somebody that's, I guess, acting as a doctor. I guess they've got somebody in on the deal or, or what uh, that has some sort they've, of, yeah, they've, they've got a couple of people in scrubs. Back yeah, there. yeah. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. If there's like some nurses or somebody, you know, others that are not, not just Dr. Tommy who knows how to like, right. you know, lift a scalpel. Well, like I'm sure there's some other yeah. people there's mildly qualified at the least or doctors that aren't surgeons. Right. I mean, you could be that a doctor too. and not a surgeon. So, yeah. Um, Some people that have, you know, certain kind, like what's it, what's her name? June and Fear the Walking Dead, right? I mean, there's, right. you know, there's right. some people that just know some of this stuff. Right. I mean, I like my GP, but I don't want him taking my appendix out. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's a good doctor, but it's maybe not his forte. Um, so, yeah, so you go back there. Um, and then this is when Ezekiel says, look, look, I've got a debt to repay. Like, I, I jumped the line and this is my way of of getting people taken care of that aren't as fortunate as me to have somebody that's willing to, you know, kind of do what, do what's necessary to, to help me out. Um, so then we come back to uh, Mercer who goes back to princess and waits outside her apartment um, and apologizes to her. Cause they kind of had a bit of a tiff um, earlier. Um, and Mercer was kind of a little, little cold towards her. They're both, again, they've both been through a lot and are going through a lot. Mercer, um, mm-hmm. you know, he admits that one of the things that's bothering him is he had to kill two of his men and he covered it up. And I think it's bothering him because he doesn't see himself as that kind of a man. Like, yeah. um, you know, I, I don't think he thinks that it was ultimately like, quote, the wrong thing to do. But just the fact that he was in a position where he had to do that and then cover it up doesn't make him feel good. Like it's, it's and I mean the scenario was more of an unleashing some rage moment as well. Like sure, because like what set him off was the way those guys were talking about everything. Yep, and then he's like, this this is bad. <laughs> like, none of this is good. I'm Dan. He just he shot him. <laughs> like it's yeah, and it presents yeah, it has unique complications as a result. So it's yeah, there's a lot going on in his head. And uh, they're again. obviously making a joke out of what he is very serious about, which is yep. protecting this this settlement and making sure it's safe. And then these two jokers are just doing it for their own personal gain and thinking yeah. it's you know it's it's happy hour all the time. And Mercer's very very serious about. I mean, obviously, when he's, you know, commanded troops and stuff, it's very militant. You know, they, they line up formation, uniforms, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it was weird when Princess first walked up and because the scene's so dark, she, she heard somebody and she started talking to the door and then Merch was like, I'm over here. And then she looked at him. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yes, <laughs> but, but I still, I still happy that the two bonded, were able to make things work. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they, I, I like the chemistry that the two of them have, have going. Like I, I think they're both, uh, again, I, the turn that princess has taken from just this over the top quirky, you know, silly kind of character to now that she's gotten into an environment where she's got some normalcy and some structure, um, you know, she still has that, you know, kind of quirky personality to her, um, and is funny, but but a lot more grounded. So it, it's, it almost feels like Robert Kirkman wrote this in the comic as a dare. <laughs> like yeah. was, and, he, and he's challenged the show to like make this work. Yeah. Which I mean, it works in the comic. I like the, the comic is, it works fine. And here it's working fine. Even yeah. before she got more grounded, I think it was working fine. But, and this is mild spoilers. Mercer and princess do have a relationship in the book as well. Mm-hmm. I, it, because you have a show I like that it's finding ways to like flesh this out to make it more not necessarily believable, but just like have more to it than just like the you know simple uh, you know three page panels or whatever that we get of that relationship. Right. right. Agreed. <clears throat> um, so now we get to the part where Lance goes finds Herschel and talks to Herschel and 
basically says like, Hey, what have you guys been up to? And I'm just here to make sure everybody's safe. And that, you know, if there's something your mom's, you know, that you've been doing and that your mom doesn't want me to know, or, you know, doesn't want you to tell me like, I, you know, you, you be a good boy and tell me because, you know, I'm just trying to do the right thing here. And Herschel's just very deadpanning it. Um, yeah, like he's he, got a good, he's got a good, this kid has a poker face, let me tell you. Yes, Put this does. kid in front of the truck. Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Lance isn't getting shit out of him. Um, so Lance pulls out, pulls out the hat. And he's like, oh, this looks like it's, you know, a little boy's hat. And he puts it on Herschel's head. And of course it fits perfectly. Um, which again, it was I mean, whatever, like the kids yeah, they probably could have found that hat before they left, but why find not? Whatever. I can, yeah. I can believe this. There's yeah. a lot of things happening <laughs> again in and of itself. Not doesn't say much, but again, given that how suspicious Lance is about this whole thing, this, this mm-hmm. is like, again, one more piece that fits into his, okay, this is, this is what I think it is. And um, also Herschel could have been wearing the hat when he saw him the first time. He could have, he just already knows it's his hat. Right. <laughs> right. With. right. <clears throat> Um, this is this I like this a lot. This is this plays out pretty well. Yes, like I don't I I know we're like digging into it because that's just the nature of a podcast. But I, like I like all this stuff quite a bit. Like it is the tension is there. Yes, like, even if I can question aspects of it, I still think it's effectively shot. So. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so Elijah comes up on Lance after he's messing with Herschel, and yeah. you know pins him up against the yeah uh, puts that rage face on yeah up against the wall. And he's like, he was, he put his hands on Herschel, um, which mm-hmm. makes it into something even slightly more than what it was. And then it just becomes this huge standoff, right? Like everybody hears the the noise and then like everybody's running, you know, everybody runs running, in Daryl's running, the soldiers like, well, are running. So, cause Daryl gets in there and the AMC is like, let him go apparently. Cause he's like, tell him to drop the guns before something really f-ing bad happens. Like, yes. Ooh, boy, <laughs> like, this is getting serious. Yes. Yeah. I, I wrote that in my notes that, yeah, he actually, I mean, it felt very natural. So um, so yeah, I could totally see them just keeping that in. Um, but yeah, everything goes to hell. And at first, you know, Daryl's just like, Hey, Hey, calm down. And then when things kind of ramp up a little bit more, then Daryl pulls the gun on Lance Lance. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he tells him like, you know, put this down for something really fucking bad happens. Yeah. Um, and Lance again, Lance through the whole thing, just calm, cool, has that smile and it's just like, hey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean for things to get out of hand. Like, you know, just again, this folksy, like, hey, don't, you know, don't blame me. Um, and 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 everything escalates. You know, Lance says, okay, put your put your weapons down. Um, and then every, you know, Maggie, everybody puts their weapons down. And then Maggie's like, you leave now. Like, th- th- what you're looking for is not here. I told you it's not here. You need to get out of here. And as we all know, when soldiers in an army pull a gun on the, you know, leading officer, everything's fine. Exactly. That's how it works. He just yes. falls back into place and nothing happened. Yeah. I, I thought about that a little bit too, but again, Lance is pretty savvy. And I think Lance is, I took it as Lance is like, okay, this is how I would expect him to react. And he reacted this way. So... I'm going to let this play out again. I don't think Lance trusts anybody at this point and he's of course not, but it's again, means to an end kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's not like this is a formal military sit operation here. It's just like a, a group of guys that put on some suits. Right. So, but still it's like, like this guy who's presumably supposed to be, you know, fledged within this mili- you know, this security group pulled a gun on the guy that's leading the yes. security group. Yes. And they just proceed along. Like, all right, that got that got pretty wild, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all cool now. Yeah. Um, like you at least take the gun away from him or something. Uh, you would think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, outside the Commonwealth, Daryl goes up to, and at first they make it look like so it's it's um it's like Maggie and Elijah, and then Daryl standing there, and the rest of them kind of walk away. And then they do a cut there and it looks a little bit like, oh, maybe Daryl is like, that was his, again, because he pulled a yeah. weapon on Lance. Maybe this is the line in the sand moment. And Daryl's like, okay, F the Commonwealth. Um, which I guess he couldn't really do that because Judith and RJ are still back at the Commonwealth. So he couldn't just, just bail yeah. out. But it, it looked almost like he was staying with them and not going, not go continue on with Lance. But, um, 
but yeah, then the next scene is Daryl going up to Aaron and Gabriel and saying, hey, we're not going back to the Commonwealth. They're going to make us hunt for these killers. Um, like, and we're going on a hunt and we're not yeah. going back. And Gabriel and Aaron are like, well, maybe if we find the people, maybe if we find the guns, that'll stave them off. Like, that'll basically kind of like buy us some time to, to you know, figure out what's going on. Um, and that's apparently all I needed to say for that to actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We um, should have thought of that before if all they had to do was say that sentence out loud. Yes, and manifest it into being. Um, so we come back to, to the to the Commonwealth, and sure enough, that person's appendix burst, and um, and Ezekiel's like, we got to get her to, the, to, to a hospital. We can't leave it here. And Tommy's like, nope. You know, we don't have to, like, basically she'll... You know, that, that, that would be worse. Like, no, I could fix this. We need to fix her up here. Um, and so Tommy does. He, he was able to pull the appendix out and, you know, kind of clean her up and sew her up and get everything back. And it almost seems like Tommy is, um, like, his attitude changed. Like, He's happy. Yeah. yeah, once he, like, almost like, okay, I did something. I did a good thing. I don't know if it's, like, because he wasn't being forced to do it or because maybe he felt like, Ezekiel with what he's, you know, he, he's doing it for like a good purpose. Like it's not this whole like structured paid, you know, um, you know, there's a a list and everything else. It's like, this is more like these people are desperate and need help. And, and I've actually done a good thing. I think he's appreciating the kind of cosmic balance that's happened here. As far as I had to, well, even then he wasn't really super in on the Ezekiel thing beyond, I guess he's just on the list now. Right. Uh, Right. But, even I mean, he knows something's up, obviously, though. So I, I think he and yeah, I think the given that he, you know, he lost a patient earlier in that same day. And now he right. actually saved somebody. I think that obviously helps as well. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, I think it's the, the kind of the the pro bono aspect of what he's doing here. I think that's adding right to his kind of genial nature. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so kind of all all's well that ends well um, here in the. Uh, in the zoo clinic. Um, so Max goes back to Eugene um, and the two of them kind of have a moment with, with each other. They, they, you know, kiss each other and Max, you know, basically says like, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I get what you're trying to do. There, there's a connection being made, you know, between the two of them. So, um, and 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 I think again after Max's conversation with Mercer and everything that's going on, like I think it, it it's going to help. Eugene obviously feels vindicated as well because he feels like okay, like there's something going on here, and we may be able to kind of get to the bottom of it and figure out what's what's what. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we cut to the, we're in the woods and Leah is uh, camping and sets up a tent. Uh, and then all of a sudden a bunch of shoulders, uh, so, sh- shoulders, <laughs> a bunch of soldiers come up. Uh, she picks two of them off and foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoots them in the foot, shoots them in the foot. And then, yeah, uh, in the dark, pretty, pretty good feet. Um, yeah. And Lance is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just want to talk. I just want to talk. Um, and then she comes out to talk to Lance and he's like, I want to offer you a job. Now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, so they found her somehow. Yes. Um, randomly. <laughs> like that, that's, that's a, we, I feel like we skipped a couple beats there as far as yeah. establishing all that. Uh, but then she was, on, she got the drop on them and then she willingly, despite being surrounded by like what, like six or seven or eight or nine or 10 people. She's like, I guess I'll just walk out in the open. <laughs> me me yeah. being the exact perpetrator that they're looking for. Yeah. And, uh, but, but if I point my gun at their one guy, like I'll be fine. Uh, and then Lance, it just he must he has a lot of confidence in his abilities, I guess, because he just lets that happen and it, and it works. For That's him. for sure. Yeah, is it me or is Lynn Collins like extremely buff? Like, does she look like she's like they said? Hey, we want you to bring you back in this role, and she just like like went into a Marvel level workout for this role. Like, she looks amazing. Like, I mean, she just looks like she's. I mean, she's supposed to be one of these mercenary guys of, you know, all the others. So, you know, you know got to be in a certain level of shape. Like, yeah, but it's know. just like even even I guess last season when she was, you know, with the Daryl episode or whatever, she seemed pretty slender. And I mean, not that she was like a slouch or anything, but I don't know. It just like 
I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I know I what you're saying. Luke Collins I'm looks not, amazing. <laughs> I know saying. what you're saying. I'm not going out of my way to watch these things that closely, but like, it's not like they're present when they, in the Daryl episode. It's not like they're presenting her in a certain fashion. She was, I assume, wearing like you know long sleeve shirts and just hanging out with Daryl. Like it's not like she was put in a position where she had to show off the fact that she was, you know, built or what have you. Although she was hunting, right? That's how they meet, right? They're like yeah, hunting, yeah. fishing or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, and you know, sure, between seasons, yeah, you probably have some time to, and especially knowing what your character arc is at that point, probably make some changes. I guess if you're going to be like, oh, I'm I'm the co-lead of a militant mercenary group yeah i guess i should probably be in a certain level of shape for that kind of thing yeah i don't know so yeah it's, it's certainly a little more um abby from last of us part two as opposed to the other one yes yeah maybe not quite that extreme but yes but but yes closer to that all right so interesting place to leave off this episode and see how leah fits into this whole this whole uh machine that they're building all right busters how many busters you give this episode i mean i guess about a four on this one like i like this episode i think it's strong with what it's doing it's you know it's setting up pieces but at the same time i'm enjoying the tense nature of you know having these different uh conflicts coming between all these people uh regardless like the things i'm calling out about it like it's more of my vested interest in this show is allowing me to have these thoughts as opposed to being bored by it or what have you like i i re- i'm really interested in where this is all going and i can pull it apart all i want to but like the show's logic is not to portraying itself like it, the show still functions as the show needs to and at least the conversations i think between the characters are pretty strong i i'm not like none of these subplots feel inessential i don't feel bad about right. any of the, you know i don't i don't not want to be with any of these people that i'm seeing in this week's episode so like yeah no, i'm having four buster i think it's a strong episode yeah i'm, I'm right there with you four for me as well and the same thing, kind of thing. I think sometimes when they do these multi plot episodes that sometimes, you know, one or two of them can feel a little aimless or it, sometimes it feels like it better served by focusing as opposed mm-hmm. to, to, to trying to tell a few stories at, at one time. I think they did a really good job piecing this on the editing side together to make it coherent and feeling like things are moving forward and that we're kind of getting, you know, getting more of, of what's going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, um, 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 I'm right there with you. So that's what we thought, the two of us, um, which makes makes sense because there are two reviews over on the Facebook page. Um, yes, of course. We have our Facebook page, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast, where, of course, you can interact with the, with the various listeners of this podcast and talk about the show or whatnot. And we also, of course, post our weekly Buster ratings uh, posts so everyone can comment on what they thought of the episode, and we have a couple here. We're recording, we're recording at our normal time, <laughs> which, yes, did, which I is... guess gives some some uh, uh, regular uh, commenters time to actually write down their ratings. So I'm sorry if we don't get to some of yours that you post later in the week, but we do read them uh, regardless. Uh, but I'll just go through these here. Uh, Brent Jones writes 3.5 Daryl's half-assed half uniform out of five. Kind of dumb that Daryl gets to just wear whatever he wants, even in uniform. He only has parts of it. Really had a hard time with the distance covered by Lance and company on foot. Maybe I misremember, but I thought building the building that Negan lived in was close to the Commonwealth, which would make it two full states away from the hilltop, Alexandria, D.C. area. I mean, they just walk in a day. Uh, Eric Jackson responds, maybe Dan- Daenerys Targaryen was their travel agent. Um... Richard Cherry Chopper-Tarrington writes, 2.5, trust no one out of five. I'm really starting to dislike the Commonwealth storylines. They seem to be dragging on and getting a bit boring. I really hope this show doesn't go uh, on a whimper. Well, you know, got nine episodes left to deal with it, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're almost two I mean, the, dis- there. the distance thing, I mean, we're not always seeing, like, days and nights here. We're just kind of seeing them arrive already. Yeah, which- and, and again, is, is, that, is, is that really interesting? You know, like we've talked about it before, but, mm-hmm. y- you know, do we really want two episodes of them traveling from point A to P- point B and then they have to manufacture things like, oh, there's a log in the road or, oh, the bridge is washed out or, oh, these random group of weirdos, you know, run up like you're just inventing things to put as obstacles to give your character something to do while they're traveling from A to B. You know, it, it again, 
it, it, and I and I don't want I don't need necessarily lines of dialogue to be like, oh man, that was a tough two day journey or something. Just adjust. It's like I get it. Like you know, the the plot, the plot needs to move along at some points where it's like, okay, yeah, just get them where they need to be. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, we're at you know nine episodes left, so you know every episode is pretty precious. So unfortunately that's kind of the one of the you know when when you're talking about things that you need to sacrifice for the purpose of the story like for better or for worse that's just one of the things that has to happen uh-huh. well cool um i uh and and i i'm fine with the commonwealth storylines because i think I, again i i think um there's there's a lot of interesting things going on around there and and to kind of really kind of get into the machinations of what of what what is really going on in in there um is is interesting so yeah i mean i you know you like what you like i yeah. i i'm a fan of it as well i at the same time, I like seeing, uh, you know, nuclear fallout season of Fear the Walking Dead. So we'll see. You know, there's lots, lots of variety going on out there right now. Yeah, that's for sure. For sure. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, Aaron, where can folks find you on the Internet? I'm in many places. You can find my podcast out now with Aaron and Abe um, on iTunes. Everywhere we can find podcasts. A, my friend Abe and I discuss new movies on a weekly basis. We just talked about Morbius, which was definitely a movie that we saw. Um, I'm also writing uh, my Walking Dead uh, write-ups over at We Live Entertainment. You can find those there along with my movie reviews. I'm also on uh, Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Yeah, Russ, how about you? Um, this very podcast that you're listening to here, as well as this website, uh, hhwled.com, um, as well as Gotham by Geeks, which I do with Dr. Kern himself, Daryl Taylor, over at the Taylor Network of Podcasts, where you can listen to all of the podcasts they got going on over there. Um, there's, there's a, there's a bunch to listen, um, uh, comic related, non-comic related, movie related, TV related, all kinds of stuff that, um, that he's got a podcast for over, over there. So definitely check that out. Um, thanks everyone again for listening. We'll be back next week for the two thirds series finale, uh, of the walking dead episode 16. Um, and before we jump right into fear after that. So, so we'll yeah. keep rolling along. Um, and then possibly a dead in the water, maybe, <laughs> which we <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Supposed to premiere on the tenth, and here we are, the fourth, and we've had nothing. So um, maybe somebody meant four ten of twenty twenty three, and not twenty twenty two. But anyway, we'll see. Um, yeah. So thanks everyone for listening. We will be back next week. So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, keep your car battery charged. <laughs>